0: Hello, and welcome to Leading Inspired Learning, a Strive Podcast. Welcome, I'm Amy. And I'm Olivia. And we are your hosts on today's episode. And today we are joined by Liz and Jen.
1: Hi. Hello. (laughs) Today we have a fun episode of
0: last year's interns interviewing this year's interns. So before we begin, maybe we can let everyone know what our roles are currently, and Amy and I, what our roles were previously. So, for myself, I'm a professional learning assistant here at Strive, and I was previously the Strive Project intern last year. I also
1: am a professional learning assistant, and last year I was the Resource Center intern.
2: How about you, Liz? So, I am currently the ECE Resource Center intern.
0: And Jen? And I'm Strive's project intern. Amazing! I love that! Okay, so I'm just curious about why the two of you chose to apply to STRIVE for your internships. Do you wanna elaborate? So for me, I first heard about STRIVE
3: through one of my profs, you may know her, uh, Megan McDonnell, and she shared her experience um, when she was the project intern, and it was just very impactful and inspiring. She spoke so highly of STRIVE, and so when it came time to apply, uh, STRIVE was just at the top of my list. And then when I was getting into preparing for the interview process and I was looking at Strive's missions and values, I just found that it really aligned with my professional philosophy. I believe that Strive was the perfect place for me to achieve my goals. How about you, Liz?
2: Uh, so Strive I first heard about Strive and Child Reach when I worked at Nishwashnagong, the Indigenous Childcare Center here in London. They always seemed kind of like an unachievable goal for me for a really long time, like with a lot of the self confidence issues with professionalism and stuff mm-hmm. and what professionalism looks like. Um, but during my E C L program the third and fourth semester, I was lucky enough to have Megan as well as my prof. And she talked about like she said the the amazing experiences she's had here, the friendships she's built and the professional relationship she's built and it really stood out to me. I've always, I've looked up to her since I met her, like she just seems like an amazing, like she's an amazing person and the stuff that she's done and gets done really spoke to me. So when she was talking about the SHRIVE internship, it was at the top of my list and I was really excited and um, talking to Ali and Bree during the interview, I was super excited to talk to them about my passions and realize that we had a lot of the same like goals and projects that we wanted to do. So I was really lucky and
1: I'm really
3: happy that I got
1: the internship here. So, what types of projects have you worked on so far this summer?
3: For me, um, it's been, I feel like I've been just running around doing a little, having my (laughs) hand in a little bit of everything. So, the list kind of goes on, but first and foremost, I support the PL team, the professional learning team, with all the offerings that we do. So, that includes in person events, virtual, blog, podcasts, any social media. And then, more recently, I've been doing a lot of behind-the-scenes work supporting like editing, Strive's revamped website, and then as well as an LCCN campaign, the site for that. I also collaborate with the ECE resource um, with some projects as well.
2: For me, like Jen said, I've had my hand in a little bit of everything. I've done some of the support for professional learning events and as well as the ECE Resource Center has been my main um, source of what I was supporting. And the biggest project I've worked on this summer has to be the Queer Corner, which we are dedicating to Laura, which we have mentioned in other episodes before, but it can't mm-hmm. be mentioned enough. Mm-hmm. I built resource kits for that Queer Corner, accumulated peer review articles for it, uh, researching queer theory and, and like radical inclusivity as opposed to just the inclusivity we're taught in ECL or ECE. Mm-hmm. That also includes to organizations that are outside of the ECEC profession, like Why We March and the Queer Intersections. I've also done podcasts, which included, again, reaching out to those other professionals, like my one old colleague. Um, I've hosted in a lot of podcasts, edited podcasts. Yeah, you've both done everything. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I remember
1: um, when you both started here, the first week or two, I was on vacation. Yeah. And when I came back just to see what you already had started doing and all the projects that you've taken up, it was amazing. We're so lucky to have you both. Yeah. Thank
3: you. Within our, like, first two weeks here, we had, like, it was in May, beginning of May, and then at that time it was Asian Heritage Month. We should do some, like, I want to do something to, uh, like, celebrate – and like be representative of all the Asian
2: cultures Asian and stuff cu- mm-hmm. Asian culture
3: you can't see my face but I am <laughs> I am Asian <laughs> so that's something that's just important to me and, I, mm-hmm. and I'm really grateful that Strive gave us the autonomy to explore our passions and thank you to Liz for helping put a lot of it together honestly
2: it was really fun we got to go yeah. thrifting for all the kits and researching books and authors and mm-hmm. you put together an anti-bias resource for ECA, ece and ecl students as well as EC professionals mm-hmm. so it well, honestly that was in within the first week we yeah. we came in and hit the ground running we were mm-hmm. we were not waiting yeah, <laughs> <literally>, <laughs> for memory. For memory.
0: I, yeah i remember like one of our first meetings that you joined you also spoke up and shared your voices too which i loved like right from the jump and had such amazing knowledge and expertise to share with all of us so yeah right from like the first week it felt like you were already here for like two months like in a good way literally Mm -hmm. it feels like
2: we've been here forever but no time at
0: all all at the same time and it's very
2: overwhelming that it's almost done it doesn't feel real sometimes Mm -hmm. because it's The funny thing is I used to go home from work, like, crying all the time from, like, Mm -hmm. previous jobs. Overwhelmed, overworked. And Jasmine said to me, like, the first week I was here, she's like, it's really refreshing to see you come home smiling as opposed to crying because of the people that you work with. Yeah, you know (laughs) what? It's
0: actually so wild that you're family acknowledge that because yeah. my family has also acknowledged that yeah. on so my is mine. mine too experience like right from internship all the way till now yeah. my parents continue to remind me that like they see joy and can hear the joy in my yeah. voice when I mm-hmm. speak about what I do yes and yeah. I imagined Strive being like this, but I never imagined it no. being like. Yeah, this. literally, I was yeah. like, okay, like it might be
2: a, a nice place to work, but I don't think I've ever had a job experience like this, so I couldn't, have, I couldn't have imagined it because there was no other job that yeah. I've had where I've woken up and wanted to go to work, exactly. or every single yes. shift, not just like a couple times a week. Like, yeah, I want to go today. It's like every shift, I'm like, oh, let's go. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I agree. I used to dread getting up out yep. of bed and going to work in the mornings, but now. It's and easy. I love it. It's yeah. so I'm easy to get out of bed see. and do these
0: things. The environment here is just undeniably welcoming. Mm-hmm. It's and unlike any other. Yeah. It we're totally not just is, saying yeah. this because we're getting paid. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's, like, the right word, but, like, synergy, but it's, like, the buildup of energy. Yeah. And, but like, and that's just feeling, feeding off of everyone mm-hmm. and everyone doing such great work. Yeah. I think it's it really helps motivating. that we're all very
2: diverse within cultures and as well as, like, Our sexualities and identities and our experiences experiences. like it's it helps that we have each other to like call in or and figure out these experiences together because a lot of places and a lot of people don't have that positivity when it comes to calling someone in they kind of view it negatively or when questions are asked like view it negatively but here it feels like I can ask questions I
0: can get answers without it being ridiculed or being, like, feeling like I'm stupid for no reason. no yeah. mm-hmm. like, question I think, is a bad question. Exactly. Yeah. There's, like, a sense of willingness in everyone to listen, to mm-hmm. learn, to unlearn. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super important. And you're right, it's not found in every work environment. Like, there's usually people that are unwilling. And that can be really, really difficult, which then almost silences the voices because people are too nervous to speak yeah. up. Whereas that's definitely not no. the case here. No. And I feel like all of us are also just, like, our own unique selves, and we Mm -hmm. all embrace that, and, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just love it so much. I know, (laughs) right? I couldn't speak higher of this place. Yeah, I know.
1: We really do inspire and encourage and uplift one another Mm -hmm. to be our best selves.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: I'm not sure if, like, this is, like, a shared experience, but I was actually talking to my sister about this the other day, how, like, at Strive, I'm able to be my authentic self, but just, like, a different version that like no one really gets to see aside from from you from you all because like just professionally and then being a student and all that mm-hmm. stuff like no one else particularly gets it no one else particularly gets it outside of like the team here yeah mm-hmm. which is like really special feeling mm-hmm.
0: and, and I think the cool thing is like I mean we are previous interns interviewing you and all our like a lot of our other team members have also been interns yeah like, there's that understanding of being an intern yeah. mm-hmm. and being in school because it is, like, overwhelming to yeah. be in the degree program at times. Yeah, and definitely. your next step will be a new journey of doing your solutions mm-hmm. project and being in school. Mm-hmm. And, again, we have been in that place as well, so we can empathize and yeah. support you to yes. a certain extent. Obviously, everyone's experiences are different. Speaking of experiences, do you guys have any particular experiences that you want to share with us or like an impact story about your time here?
3: We just kind of delved it, delve into the yeah the personal growth within Strive, but then there's also, I want to speak to like the professional growth that I've had at Strive too, because thankfully we've been able to not only help organize professional learning, but we've also been able to partake and it's really mind-boggling thinking about how much I've learned in two two or three months. I want to say one of the most impactful professional learning that I experienced was firstly Darcy, Darcy Lang, and then also um, more recently Reading the Rainbow with Mela Swayze. And both of those just really opened my eyes so much. And it was really awesome to have that bridge between how it impacted me personally, just like outside of me being early years professional, and then um, how, that conce- how that seeps into my practice too. Mm-hmm. And I've just never, I've never felt more, I don't know, knowledgeable, mm-hmm. and so grateful for that as well. So grateful for that.
0: Mm-hmm. I know, I loved both those sessions as well, yeah. mm-hmm. they were beyond impactful. Mm-hmm like beyond the classroom, right? It yeah. was yeah. it was more than just a professional development. Definitely. It was like personal development mm-hmm. as well.
2: Yeah, well Darcy made me cry for the first time in front of you guys. So like that oh, was yeah. like yeah. emotional in itself. I felt a lot and it kind of springboarded a lot of like the internal learning that I've done mm-hmm. um, throughout this internship and how to handle certain situations and how to handle my own not shortcomings, but things that I like I I'd have to deal with because of having ADD. So mm-hmm. it just it's helped me to take those weaknesses, in quotations, and turn them into their strengths or to help them be strengths. So, Mm -hmm. though, like the Darcy's very much helped me with that. Mike's, uh, Michael Mike, his his little (laughs) PL session where like the small five minute regulation things that we can do, I do them now and I actually do them with my son and they work really well for him because Mm -hmm. he's got a lot of the same attention deficit things that I do. So if I look at him and just go, is it happening right now? Is it affecting you right now? He literally will like, now he self-sues to a point where he's like, it's not happening right now. It's not affecting me right now. I'm okay. And he'll like walk away without even like, I won't even have to say anything. He'll like start going, he goes, it's not affecting me. It's okay. And walk away and I'm like, okay. Like, so like these are things that I've taken and with Mela, like it really feeds into like my passions and my uh, pedagogy and philosophies uh, because that's exactly what I want to do with my career is make more inclusive environments, more inclusive practices within the ECEC profession because it's a scary subject for a lot of educators to engage with. They're either unwilling or they don't know how to start. So that session is a great jumping off point for a lot of people because it starts with books and those books can spring conversations, spring activities go from there. So MELLA was huge for me. It was impactful, very impactful for me.
0: Yeah. And for those that weren't able to attend MELLA's session, um, if you have a strive online account you can actually access Videck deck from there and it includes all the list of books as well so feel free to explore that a little further if you want to and also check out the queer corner for
2: some <laughs> queer books and radically inclusive books in, yeah. in the ec
3: resource center i think the best way to like the best of words to describe and like encompass all that has been everything that's been so impactful it's like the fact that we were able to reframe and rethink, learn, and unlearn. I like I think mm-hmm. that's just all-encompassing about everything that our experience at Strive.
1: Yeah, I think that's my favorite part about this job is getting to attend all of the PL events that we plan and mm-hmm. get getting to co-learn with the community and seeing my own personal growth yeah. alongside everyone. And I feel like, as coming in as students, like it...
2: Made a huge difference for me because I talked to a lot of my peers and stuff, and they're like, It's so, like, it's so, like, you guys are so professional, it's so daunting. And I'm like, Realistically, like, yes, like, that is how we want to be perceived, but at the same time, it's also such a welcoming environment that once you get past that, like, scariness of, like, being professional, because professionalism can be so narrow for some people, like, mm-hmm. the mindset of how what professionalism is, it, that's not how it is here, mm-hmm. but it just seems like that. But once you get past that idea that professionalism means A, B, and C, It actually just means, like, proper connecting, proper communication. And, like, these resources that we're offering are professional resources. That definition of professionalism here compared to, like, white-collar, suit-and-tie law firm is very different. But at the same time, it still
0: should be perceived as professional. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I feel like that actually ties into this is a little off topic about internships, but like professionalism in the ECEC sector, Mm -hmm. it's so misunderstood because a lot of people don't view the field as professional. You're just
2: babysitting. Yeah. Like, and it's not that, like I've gone through two and a half years of school now, three years of school now to understand how children work and what's going to help them be better people Mm -hmm. and be the people they are supposed to be. And it's, not just babysitting no. and that that conversation is something that we always have even with parents which is unfortunate mm-hmm. but I, I completely mm-hmm. agree with you yeah. saying like just because one like you don't show up to a hospital in a suit and tie they wear lab coats doctors wear lab coats that doesn't mean they're any less professional than the lawyer mm-hmm. in the next mm-hmm. hallway but they're still mm-hmm. perceived
0: on the same professionalism level yeah and so I feel like society's view on professionalism is very much that stereotypical view yeah. and that's what makes it so hard to combat the view of early years professionals yeah. um, and so yeah I remember when I started attending Strive PL I started attending in year one mm-hmm. <laughs> of, of my degree program and I felt so scared at first like I felt like it didn't fit in First off, because I wasn't even working in the field, and second, because I was a student, so I felt less than. Yeah. Um, but as soon as I started attending the sessions, like I felt so welcomed, and it really helped me rearrange my thoughts on what professionalism yeah, is. definitely. So, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, <laughs> but yeah. No, but if I
2: may, the idea that <laughs> even if professionalism seems scary within the... Um, societal stereotypical lens like here and what we're trying to perceive is that professionalism doesn't have to be white collar. It can Mm -hmm. be what we do. It can be getting on the ground and rolling in the mud with kids. There is no, the limit of professionalism
0: should not be confined to the suit you can afford. Mm -hmm. Did you have any more you want to add to your experience section?
2: Sure. Sure. So uh, an impact story that kind of sits with me when it comes to the idea of professionalism and, like, past workplace environments is I had posted something on social media for the ECE Resource Center and Allie had taken it down and texted me and I panicked. I went through a thousand hoops and spiraled for 12 hours. I was so afraid because in past experiences when any time you get a text from your boss it was not a good conversation the next day you came in. Came in the next day, she was laughing and she was just like, oh, like, yeah, just next time like run it by more people, no big deal anyways. And I was just like, I had a panic attack for 12 hours (laughs) for this conversation and I like I cried in the office and I was just like I and she was like why are you crying and I was just like I was so scared and she's like I'm not scary I'm like you're not scary I'm like but past things that I've gone through made this scary Mm -hmm. and then I was like but you just proved to me that it's okay to mess up Mm because I am a human and logically I try and tell myself that all the time but it's very hard to sit there and tell yourself you're a human and can make mistakes when your entire life has been you make a mistake you're a terrible person. Yeah. Aww. So I think just having that like really positive interaction with making a mistake yes. really helped me to
3: begin to build my self
2: confidence mm-hmm. back up.
3: Mm-hmm. Another impactful moment for me at Strive was that through meeting the team members here and building community and many ways i've been able to open up a more and share more about my journey with discovering my queerness which has been <laughs> pretty awesome um i explain my whole journey a lot more with in one of the previous episodes um it was like special redefining episode.
2: identity check it out
3: <laughs> identity, the queers are taking over <laughs> and that like, I have no idea where I would be in this journey, my journey if it wasn't for being here at Strive and having yeah. such inspiring friends and colleagues.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. Okay. I'm so glad you're both on the team. Thank, Thank you. I'm so happy to be
2: here. <laughs> Honestly, I would not trade this for anything. No. This internship has been yeah
3: insane in the best way possible. My sister asked me yesterday, she was like, would you stay here to work, like, if you were to work here, like, after your internship? And I was like, I 100% would. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel that. If I can secure a position out here
2: with a a company that is Strive or like Strive, I would give anything to have a job that makes me this happy. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and I feel like Strive has, and I'm speaking for all of us right now, but provided us with an experience that shows us that there are positive work environments and you can actually find a place where you feel joy Mm -hmm. and love your job and the people that you work with. Mm And it's possible, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Because mm-hmm. before this, it felt impossible, right? Yeah. Like and
0: I know how many horror
2: stories people have with internships and their placements for ECE, and I've had horror, like horrible, horrible placements for mm-hmm. ECE. And then I had one amazing one that was in similar construct to like pedagogical leads um, in Hamilton, and that is what fueled me to keep going because I had a good experience. And mm-hmm. this being even better than that has fueled me to keep going because sometimes it feels like I can't right Mm because of how stressful and how much work school can be Mm -hmm. this has fueled me
1: to say no you can keep doing it so keep going Mm -hmm. so to be completely honest i had no clue that this was even an option until third year i thought it was either social work teachers college child care Literally, centers yeah like I, they're, I they're something know. like this
2: yeah like that was like my experience with the ec like the pedagogical lead and operational leads never in my life had heard of it before yeah. before they offered it to me and then mm-hmm. I was like okay no this is what I want to do and then strive mm-hmm. is on that same level of that other company that I did it with so mm-hmm. like being able to figure out that there's more that you can do with an ece mm-hmm. or ecl mm-hmm. degree like yeah mm-hmm. it's really important because not, nobody knows no mm-hmm. everyone's like yo you can be an educator or if you do the seal program you can be a manager yeah. and that's about yeah the, those are the goals you
3: strive for yeah and i think that another amazing thing about being here is the networking mm-hmm. and being able to meet other professionals within the field and all like all types of positions whether they're like on the floor with the children as educators or mm-hmm behind the scenes, the director of this, director of that, and mm. all this stuff. Yes, that's we pretty well. Because there's
2: nothing wrong with people that work with, like, children, like, the idea of professionalism, like, that takes a person, like, I, th- I honestly thought that's what I wanted to do forever, and then with my last job, I just got so burnt out with it, and I was like, I can't do this mm-hmm. anymore. And finding the position like this is, like, not everyone's built to work with children. It takes a special kind of person for day in, day mm-hmm. out, eight hours a day, to be in a classroom with children. And you are an amazing person for doing that. And I applaud my old self, and everyone's still currently doing it, because it, it takes a lot out of you. Mm-hmm. But to know that there's more options for people that still want to make an impact on the younger generations and still want to make an impact on the early childhood education sector, mm-hmm. you don't have to directly work with kids, even though that is very important. I think it's really good to spread that awareness because once you get in there, a lot of people end up quitting or going away because like they mm-hmm. they that's not what they wanted to do forever, which is completely understandable, but they've had something more like this in mind, but they didn't realize it was a thing, yeah. or their body, yeah. or in their mind is more equipped for something like this, but they didn't realize that it
3: was a thing, so having that awareness is very important.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: One thing that I gained a deeper understanding about is that within our sector, like, no job is more or less important than mm-hmm. another. Yeah, exactly. We all, everyone has their role and for us to all move in like the same direction and uh, advocating for quality, like everyone is just as important as yeah. the next, mm-hmm. no matter mm-hmm. what their role is. Yeah, that
2: professionalism yeah. that it, we deserve to be, we're worth more. Is that one yeah. one slogan <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So no matter what level, every every person that impacts the younger sector is like the early childhood ed sector is worth more than what society has deemed appropriate oh, yeah we could do
1: a whole podcast we could do, I think we could do a whole on series on mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. that yeah agreed so why do you both feel that it's beneficial for students to experience an internship opportunity well like we had just mentioned like the
2: idea that there's other jobs out there strive offers like multi like even though it's only technically two internship positions The the hands that we had to like got to play here and we're lucky enough to put our hands into is a vast array of things because it wasn't just working in the EC Resource Center or working under the PL team. There was so much intersectionality between the jobs where it was like, oh, okay, no, like Jen came over and we did the Asian Heritage Month and then I was helping edit podcasts and Jen was helping edit podcasts and then we were hosting podcasts and being on podcasts and it's not just this like linear, here's one job, this is what you're doing for the entire summer, Mm -hmm. desk, done. It was like, it was so much autonomy here and for a student to get this experience to feel that autonomy because I know for myself I've never had that autonomy in a job, it's like this is your classroom, these are your kids, this is how it's run, done, Mm -hmm. game over, you have no choice. Mm -hmm. Whereas yes, of course there's rules here and there's regulations we follow and outlines we need to go through but it's still we got an autonomy to pursue our passions pursue our like philosophies and enhance things within ourselves and within what we saw here and I think that it was it's very different and people if you're lucky enough should apply and should try and get this internship because Mm -hmm. it makes a huge difference it made a huge difference in my Mm self-confidence and how I how I work Yeah.
3: yeah I think it's also so surreal thinking about The fact that we've been able to have seats at like so many tables Mm -hmm. um, within Strive and get to have our voices heard, and that these our voices have an impact, and like it creates such a ripple effect that it starts at Strive and Child Reach, and then it goes out to other centers, and Mm -hmm. then so on and so other Other family centers, organizations, and then then it's beyond London; it's Middlesex, like Elgin, Oxford. It's really, yeah, as I said, it's very surreal. It
2: made our voices feel important, whereas before students, like in internships, I didn't feel as important, because I was a student, like you said, you didn't feel like, like view yourself as good enough to be here, and then, but being here, and having voices at these tables, and being able to share our opinions, our passions, and have the autonomy to grow within the company, it just, it made a difference in how I'm going to view my worth from now on because I know that if somewhere that is seen as so professional and so has such a large outreach is can give me a voice at the table then I deserve a voice at every table. Mm -hmm. It's no longer just
3: who can accept me, it's you're going to accept me. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: So I think that so like internship, field placement, it's all mentorship at the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. And I think mentorship is super super important in in any job to be honest because like having someone to guide you and role model for you also someone you can seek feedback for from is like pretty like that's like kind of make or break your development professional development and one thing I remember from when I started here and maybe even in the interview process when with Ali and Breach Ali was like yes I'm 10 like on paper yes I'm your like mentor but everyone here is gonna be your mentor and that's probably just the most true thing yeah it's a very true statement the most true statement yeah like everyone here has taught me something and I'm very grateful as well to say that it's like we just like give reciprocal appreciation and praise and I think that's also something that really makes our break like feeling valued and Mm -hmm. um, even if it's this a small thing of like oh I just fixed this one line here yeah. and it's like oh my gosh you are the most amazing person <laughs> ever and like not in a egotistical way but like you know it's it feels good to you. feel valued mm-hmm. it's what pushes you to continue to want to be good for your team
0: yeah, yeah. and I know Kayla and Haley are diving deeper yes. into mentorship and yes. what that means and what the community is in need of but so I won't speak too much in regard to their work, but I think something to acknowledge is you said that you learned so much from us, but we can also say the same about mm-hmm. the two of you and what you you have brought to the team. So I I just want to reiterate that mentorship is it's reciprocal. It's reciprocal. Yeah. It's a circle.
2: It. I show you something. You show me something. It just kind of yes. just goes like all around all the time mm-hmm. and like. I feel like mentorship never really ends. As yeah. ECEs, we know that we're always learning. And I feel like in any job, there, if you think you're done learning, try again, because you're yeah. not. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, but particularly with an ECE and the like, ECE profession, because there's always new theories or theories you didn't know existed. There should, we should leave no stone unturned, yeah. because there is so much to learn. And they never stop learning. And l- being able to learn from each other
0: is mm-hmm. yeah,
3: something I'm very grateful yeah. for.
0: And the mm-hmm. world is forever turning. So there's always new things to, say, to learn. Yep.
3: The world's always changing. Therefore, the world that children are growing up into is always changing. Mm-hmm. So we have to also change. Mm-hmm. Also change. We mm-hmm. be on top. Mm-hmm. Change is scary, but necessary. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we have a game with like rapid fire questions. For the first question, what are you most looking forward to in fourth year?
2: I think I'm looking forward to continuing my pedagogical journey with the queer inclusion and uh, being able to do a capstone project on that. That seems super exciting, overwhelming, but exciting, a good kind of overwhelming. So I think that's going to be really fun. And then the solutions project as well, which we are working towards. So I think those two things are something I'm really looking forward to graduating.
0: And for those that are not familiar with like the ECL program, do you want to explain what the Solutions Project oh. is about? so uh, with our internship, um, at the end of the internship we propose a
2: solutions idea, so it could be a PL event, it could be a COP or an infograph, a blog post, but it's to either give back to the organization or if you've noticed something that you want to add to the organization you've worked with or enhance or expand
0: on, that's what the Solution Project yeah. is. Potentially
3: so not even just the organization, but just like the the sector yeah. as well.
0: Yeah. So that means that even though your internship's coming to close, mm-hmm. you're still we'll going to be, be coming back. back. We we'll 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 can't, can't, be back. can't yeah. give me yeah. a yeah.
3: <laughs> um,
0: And then for me,
3: I'm looking forward to those touching it on be, finish being finished. Yep. I've just like come to that point. I'm just like I'm done being a student. I'm Over. It. I'm <laughs> over that. And I'm ready to, you know, just be an adult in the real, in the real world. And then along with that, just schooling wise, uh, similar to Liz, I'm looking forward to solutions in Capstone. And I'm also looking forward to, in general, like within my educational, professional journey, just, Still, I'm still figuring out what I want to do, but I feel like as this next year comes to a close, I'll have a more clear idea. so i'm looking forward to that it's exciting and things are starting to fall into place Mm
1: -hmm. what's been your favorite course that you've both taken in your ece and ecl journeys i really like curriculum leadership we got to host our own pl session with our class
2: and we did one on queer inclusion that kind of helped to build more confidence in what i want to pursue with my career and my profession so that was really fun. Um, I got to talk to a lot of like my peers about what they didn't know and why they didn't know about it, and their fears about inclusive, like inc- their radical inclusion, and kind of help them debunk a lot of those fears, which I thought was really cool. Being a queer person and like having a child and having a child in childcare that's not represented in a lot of cases. A lot of people, like a lot of cis hetero people, don't see it that way because they're they're very much representative, very, more, more representative than uh, queer and BIPOC, right? So if you're white, cis, and straight, sometimes you don't see it because you don't have that critical lens. So that was definitely my hero course, to definitely debunk a lot of things with like, my peers and help them expand their learning and knowledge.
3: I think the most impactful course for me that I took in the sense of like I learned so much I didn't know before was leading and learning organizations. Um, firstly, shout out to our professor because he <laughs> was um, a big part of why I want why I wanted to attend class every day, why I was wanted to do my best and all that stuff because he was just so inspiring and made me believe that like I could really be a leader. I didn't understand what a leader meant and I didn't particularly think that as just an not just an educator but being an educator meant that you could be a leader and such and then um throughout the course just we did so much reflecting again he was so encouraging and with feedback on all our work and so yeah like I just always think back to that class and how much I enjoyed that class even it was a 9 a.m class and I'm not a morning (laughs) person but I was like I need to be there I can't be late if any of my classmates happen to listen to this they know I'm notoriously late for all my (laughs) classes but I I would not miss that class
0: (laughs) Okay, well, we could keep asking you questions, but before we do, do you guys have any questions for the previous interns? Previous interns.
1: Yeah, what was your favorite class? Yeah, all four years, because you guys were both direct entry, right? We were just talking about this the other day. Um, My favorite was all of the human development Mm. courses. I just love learning, especially about the younger years with like just how much their brain is a sponge and how quickly they develop. It's like you blink and the time has passed. So it's so critical. And I loved learning about that. How about you, Liv?
0: I would also say the human development um, and psychology. Mm -hmm. Before going into this program, I was in nursing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've always had a fascination with like Human development, specifically the brain. I'm just in awe of the brain because it's so complex. So loved the human development, and I think I just enjoyed the program in general. The professors really made a difference for me. So, the professors that I really connected with and felt trusting in learning from were probably my favorite classes. And then, I agree. Um, I would also say Capstone, which I know the two of you have not experienced yet. And I know you're in the pre-Capstone jitters right now. (laughs) I I have
3: asked both Amy and and, and Liv lots of questions about Capstone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I also loved Capstone, which stay tuned for a future podcast episode. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I loved the whole... I loved fourth year. I think fourth year was probably my favorite year. And I don't know if it was because COVID hit when we were in first year. So fourth year was actually the one and only year that we were on campus for a full two semesters. But I think I just really was able to take all the knowledge that I had learned from the previous years, bring it forth with me, and still continue to learn new content in fourth year. But I felt like a sense of confidence in taking lead in my learning. I just loved it. I loved fourth year the best, for sure.
1: Fun fact, I only applied to one college, which was Fanshawe, the rest were universities, and the reason that I chose Fanshawe was because of, like, the internship and field Mm -hmm. placement opportunities, but also because of the smaller class sizes and those relationships that we would get to build with Mm -hmm. our classmates and our professors, which it's it's not the same experience in university, and I'm mm-hmm. so grateful and happy that I did choose this route because I obviously wouldn't be where I am now. Yeah. Um, like, we still see our professors all the time, and yep. we get to
0: connect with them still, and it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I also had a very similar experience in that regard, too. Like, growing up, um, because I was taking, like, university-level courses in high school mm-hmm. and everything, I was never really even
2: college seemed talked. like it was the like the lower option when it came like
0: like yeah, for like, me when I was growing up. No one even mentioned college as an option for me. Yeah. I always thought it was university and that's when I went to go do nursing school and everything like that. And when I reevaluated and I came across the ECL program, mm-hmm. I was also so intrigued by the practical experience that yeah. you get with so getting a degree yeah, like an honors bachelor for me, having those smaller class sizes and that relationship with your peers and your professors Mm -hmm. was beyond impactful for me. And I have not met many people that had very similar experiences in that regard in a university setting. And it's not to say that university's not for people. Like, it's also amazing. But the ACL program is so special in that way that you get that university level degree in a college atmosphere where you get that practical hands-on experience small class
2: sizes but like closer relationships like my sister's in university and she like doesn't know any of the kids in her class whereas i can name every single kid that they're not kid person that is (laughs) in my program Mm
1: -hmm. yeah so yeah
3: and again similar for me i went from university and was in like the sciences and just went that way because i was always more academic growing up and then I switched, or I dropped out actually, and then I took some time and just reevaluated like, what do I really want? And I wanted to work with children, and college was the pathway to that. And there's, I don't regret it at all, and I'm very thankful for the way everything played out.
2: What's everybody's favorite like children's book?
3: I have two answers. So my favorite like personal one is a book called Mmm Cookies by Robert Munsch.
2: <laughs> Miles loves that book. I, just, I read it every week.
3: I don't know what it is, it's just. A, it's funny, it's, so fun, and it's fun. It's funny, and then I b- remember, it's like a core memory because it was tied to like a activity we did, and we just had play doh and like making cookies, like making yeah. set cookies, and yeah, it's just, it just always stuck with me, and then a newer current children's book that's my favorite or has become my favorite is it's called Wishes, by um, Moon Tiven. She's a Vietnamese um, Vietnamese author and wishes follows her journey of leaving uh, Vietnam as a young girl and becoming a refugee and then coming to North America. And I just remember I was reading that book and we got it for Asian Heritage Month and I was just crying because <laughs> it was just so beautiful. The illustrations were beautiful and it just like reminded me of my parents and grandparents' journey coming here and just the fact that that book exists and like the representation and the story is something that children today can read and resonate with it just makes me feel some type of way that like I didn't have particularly have that growing up Mm -hmm. but thankfully there's leaders out there who are making a, a change in that way
2: my favorite is Twas the Night Before Pride by Joanna McClintick. So it's about a family that's like the night before pride, they're making their posters and the parents start talking about what went into prides of Stonewall and a lot of the um, leaders in that, um, those riots and what how pride came to be. It was the first pride book I ever bought myself or... I saved myself but it was for my son and myself because i saw it and i was like no i need more of these in my collection and so when i went to indigo the one day i saw this and i bought it and it's been one of my favorites ever since my favorite growing up was definitely where the sidewalk ends by Shel silverstein i don't know why it was just like it's funny and it's quirky and weird and po- that's what got me into poetry <laughs> now as an adult oh, I love that.
0: maybe we will finish off on an exciting note to conclude this podcast so does everyone want to share something that they feel excited about it can be personally it can be professionally just what are you excited about (laughs) um
3: professionally i'm just excited to continue learning journey at strive and such and then personally everyone at the team knows i I love dance and um i have i I joined a studio at in London and then in November we're ha- going to have another showcase and so in September we'll start doing auditions again and practices like I just really miss that It is a big part of my personal life so I'm excited.
2: Professionally definitely the learning journey is huge and I'm excited for that capstone that I talked about because it's going to expand my learning journey a lot. Personally uh, Jazz and I have my, Jazz and my partner have a thing for concerts And we've kind of found a bunch that are like $20 concerts that we've kind of just like booked in of people that we actually listen to and actually like those things. And Miles starts grade one this year, which is crazy to me. So I'm excited to see him in a real quote unquote classroom and like see his journey there. But
1: yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Something I'm looking forward to in my personal life is that my sister's pregnant. So, oh, come December, I'm going to be an aunt. Yay! And we're both, easy. my sister and I are both born in December as well, so that's Add also Add into the trio. I know. We get a trio. Um, and then professionally, I'm so excited for our system-wide day. Yes. that's. Very we'll exciting. be on November 17th. It's going to be in person, so I'm just so excited to see the whole early years community come together on that mm-hmm. one
0: day. Yes. Yeah. I would echo that professionally. I'm super excited for, to be honest, all our upcoming yeah. sessions. Fall. The calendar looks it's full. so exciting. It's echo. so exciting. <laughs> um, But yeah, specifically the system-wide day as well. We had it last year virtually. So I think this year in person, having that amount of early years professionals coming together mm-hmm. will just be unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited for that. Personally, I'm... Going on vacation soon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I'm going to British Columbia for two weeks. And I have been there numerous times. And every time I go, I just feel at peace and joyful and just really love it. So I'm very excited to go back there. Because it's been a while since before COVID that I got Um, to go visit my family. We'll miss you for two weeks. I (laughs) know. I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Um
1: yeah <laughs> thanks for listening right. that concludes our episode of Stay in for all future projects yes
2: thanks. our
3: episode of previous interns interviewing current interns
0: <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for listening you can connect with us on Instagram at Pod, or on our website at striveswo.ca slash podcast. I would love to have you tell a friend or colleague about this podcast. Thanks again for listening. Please join us next time.